This is Wealth Curve Talk with John L. Smallwood, certified financial planner and president of Smallwood Wealth Management. With more than 30 years of experience in helping people with wealth management, financial planning, business ownership, estate planning, insurance, and more, John's here to share the news you can use to improve your financial confidence. Now, best-selling author and six-time five-star wealth manager award winner, John L. Smallwood. Hello, everybody. This is Edward Bow. I actually am the other senior wealth advisor with John Smallwood. I bet you were hoping or thinking you're going to hear John's voice on this podcast today. So John actually was unable to do his podcast, but it really was a good opportunity for us to get me on because I am going to be launching a new podcast series myself, and uh, that is going to be called Jumping the Wealth Curve. So you're going to get a little... uh, little podcast for me today, introduce myself, see what I'm going to be talking about. And I hope everybody can hopefully subscribe and start listening to mine too. So we're going to be doing a bunch of them in the coming weeks. And there'll probably be some similarities between what you hear from John and I, but I would like to think that it will be different because I'm different than John. So I'll be talking about different topics like, uh, you know, the generic stuff like financial planning and the financial planning arenas, you know, savings, cash flow, protection component, debt, investments, estate planning, retirement planning. But I think a whole lot of other things, to be honest with you. I think there'll be some more relevant, you know, current event news and topics that are related to all those things I just said. So one of the things I always would like to say to folks when they get in front of me or are listening to me is that you just keep an open mind. I may be speaking of things that, that are different or in a different context than you're used to hearing. So, you know, just keeping an open mind and, you know, let's have a almost like a dialogue, even though it's my podcast. <laughs> I also want to make this a little fun, as you just saw. You know, it's just a conversation and uh, come up with different ways of thinking of things. So, and especially in today's world, everything is so stringent and everybody's so, ugh, you know, it, it's let's just talk and let's maybe maybe introduce an idea that you're maybe not used to hearing about. And maybe that it actually relates to you. So, frankly, circumstances change in, you know, every day in our lives and in our financial plans. So there isn't a one size fits all solution for everything. So we're talking about finances and a financial plan. We need to kind of stay kind of flexible. And on that topic, there are powers to be out there, kind of like the insurance companies and the investment companies and even our our wonderful government trying to probably exert their will on us in some form or fashion. I think you all know what I'm talking about. And the real concept here is understanding the rules and right the rules of the game. And and as long as we know that framework, we're okay, right? And, and rules will change along the way. And is your plan really prepared for something like that? You know, have you ever thought of it this way? I kind of equate it to a, a chess game. And, you know, listen, if you play the game of chess, there's rules to it. And I'm an expert at playing this game. This is what I do for my living, right? And it's maybe some other people have played it or not played it at all, but... If I probably sat against you, I'm more likely to win just because I'm a professional at chess, right? I'm just all like wrap my head around every day, you know? So 
you know, when these rules, maybe these rules do happen and these rules change, you know, how does it affect the board? How does it affect how am I going to strategize on the board? So you kind of have to look at That's how I look at it from my point of view and, and what I do for a living and, and I try to help people. So, again, that's getting back to the concepts and information. And I want to get you kind of looking at your plan through a different lens through this kind of concepts. And that kind of leads us to the first topic I think we're going to talk about in my, my podcast. And uh, it's going to be retirement income. <laughs> wow. That is just a novel idea, isn't it? You never heard that one before. But please don't don't hit the pause button. Don't hit the stop button. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. So in our newsletter, I write about what I call the default strategy in retirement. Most people end up in this default strategy, a strategy that most folks end up because their plan is structured that way. Why is that? That should be like the first question we're all thinking of. Like, why why is Ed saying this and why is it, you know? I think it goes back to the power of the institutions and maybe a little bit of opinion and bias, too, to be honest with you. Right. We always we know there's a lot plenty of that out in the world. And what ends up happening is this default strategy ends up painting yourself into a corner in, in your how you're funding your retirement. Just the sound of that doesn't sound very good. In this day and age, with all the info available out there at our fingertips, it should be easy to figure all this stuff out. You know, we've had more access to information than <laughs> any other generation before us. But I almost think that it can be confusing because it's almost like information overload, right? Where's that information being derived from? Could it be self-serving, meaning, you know, whoever's producing, is it really helping them? You know, do you have a way of monitoring your plan and understanding if I make that decision, does it actually help my plan, right? So it, just because one solution works for someone you know doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you, right? So that's really hard to dissect for everyone. I think it's an ongoing challenge. And I kind of I kind of think of it this way. You know, if you make a decision in one part of your plan, do you think it affects another part of the plan? I, I'd almost say, of course it does. It has to, right? We just, it, these things aren't made in, you know, siloed and just <laughs> in this microcosm, right? The, the whole plan has this kind of living, breathing, you know, outcome. So when I make a decision in for one part of the plan, it's going to affect, it's going to have ripple effects through the whole plan. So let's get back to that upcoming topic, right? When talking about retirement income and you're building out your plan and your wealth over time, which you might've heard the phrase, it's the accumulation phase. And once you get done with the accumulation phase, you get to retirement. You know, everybody has a different picture of what this is going to look like. Everyone's is very different and very unique. I say this, you know, picture a mountain and the accumulation phase is you climbing up the mountain. But when you get to the top, what happens? Well, you got to come down, right? You just can't stay up there. And that downward climb or descent is your retirement. You know, are you prepared for the descent? Is your plan prepared for retirement? It almost sounds a little silly to say because you would think, well, that's why I built my plan, right? You know, it's, of course it's ready for retirement. Well, is it really, right? A lot of advisors are really good at the accumulation side, meaning the climbing of the mountain. 
but are they really good at the descent? And from some of the things I've seen, I have to argue maybe they're not. Maybe they're, you know, they're just really good at the accumulation phase. There's a lot of things that go on on the descent. And so I ask you this question. Where do you think the most deaths occur on the climb up or the climb down a mountain? Well, if you guess the answer of the way down, you're right. More deaths happen on the descent from the mountain climb than actually on the way up. And so I kind of looked at that and thought of it and said, well, that's kind of like retirement, right? We, we said the descent is retirement, right? It's our distribution phase. And I kind of thought, well, what's the number one fear everybody has in retirement? It's the fear of running out of money. And that's the death part of it, right? That's the, the, the end result if you don't make it back down the mountain. So I, I kind of talked about other people and they're your guides. They're your guides up for the mountain. You know, did we pick a guy that is really good at climb, you know, getting you up the mountain, but not so good down the backside of the mountain? Or, you know, I picked this great guide and he's really good up and down or maybe they just have a specialty. So I think this is super important to understand. I don't think anybody really thinks of it this way. I think they're just under the assumption that, hey, if you got me up the mountain, you're naturally going to get me down the mountain. I don't know if that's entirely true in, in, in what we do and how we, we look at our plans and everything. So there's factors that don't apply, you know, that or change from the front side of the mountain to the back side of the mountain, you know, or maybe it comes to taxes and distribution strategies and everything else. So don't know if you're thinking this way. It should be, right? So getting back to what I call that default strategy in retirement, when I get into more detail about it, you can understand that it puts the risk solely in your hands. And what do I mean by that? Well, if the risk of your retirement is in your hands, you just self-insured yourself to make sure your outcome comes out right. Meaning if you make it to, you know, through retirement and to your mortality and you didn't run out of money, you did a great job. But what happens if you did it? You know, maybe you just didn't get there, right? For whatever reason. But you're the one solely responsible for that, right? You know, is there a way to transfer some of that risk? And we'll talk about that. And by the way, everything I'm talking about does not sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, running out of money, death down the backside of the mountain. Come on, Ed, you know. So have you really talked to your guide in this way? Maybe you didn't know how to talk to your guide in that way. Like I said, there's a lot of good individuals in the industry that are really good at getting you up the mountain, but are they really getting you down the mountain the right way? You know, so I keep putting an emphasis on this because it's, I think it's not only equally important, it's probably more important, right? Because at least during the accumulation phase, you're out there working, you're creating income, you have a source of money. When you get to that descent or retirement phase, there is no, you know, unless you go back out to the workforce or in some form or fashion and start bringing more income, the income is derived from your plan, your assets, right? So that's why I keep putting an emphasis on this and, and, and people have to understand this. So you were interviewing guides for the for your mountain climb and everything. And then, you know, you decided ah, in, the, in the DIY <laughs> world that you're going to do it yourself, right? You know, I don't need a guide, right? I watched a YouTube video. I watched how to mountain climb. <laughs> I'm going to go do it myself. And again, that's take. That's kind of the concept of taking on that risk of retirement for yourself. And 
you know, you've got it all figured out. And the problem with that kind of thought process may be this, you know, I would at least get somebody, if you're not working with somebody, work with somebody that can give you an opinion, you know. I'm a certified financial planner. John is also a certified financial planner. I think there's a lot of good certified financial planners out there that can that can help you evaluate and and look at your plan and make sure that you've got both the, the ascent and descent of this mountain climb covered, right? So there's a lot of help out there for you, you know. Um, and again, it's really yes. There's a lot of ton of information on the web and books and everything else. There's a lot of information to dissect. And there's a, and again, your plan is much different than anybody else's. If there's components to your plan that are different than other people's. So sometimes asking friends and relatives how they're doing it is great, and you get a good general sense. But what's really unique for your unique plan, you need to work with a professional, in my opinion. So wrapping this all up, you know, in the next podcast, I'm going to get into a lot more depth about the default strategy and why it's dangerous. Okay, I'm just scratching the surface on this stuff, and and I'm going to get I'm going to get into even deeper, deeper talks about the mountain climb and what that really means, and in relation to the default strategy. Okay, and I think you'll find it really interesting and a great way to jump. There's my cheesy reference to my Jumping the Wealth Curve podcast title into the next podcast series. So I really appreciate you listening, and I hope you download and subscribe to do the next podcast and make it a great day. Want weekly lessons from John? Hit the subscribe button now. And thanks for listening to Wealth Curve Talk. Curve Talk with John L. Smallwood is brought to you by Smallwood Wealth Management, an investment advisor representative. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone, and the information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action as information and or opinions are are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Smallwood Wealth Management provides content that is true and accurate as of the date of publishing. However, we give no assurance or warranty regarding the accuracy, timeliness, or applicability of any of the contents. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this website or podcast and disclaim all liability in respect of such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements.